Hello, everyone. Today, like every Friday, we're going to have a gallery talk. Gallery talks are every Friday at 12.30. This Friday, our wonderful interpretive guide, Ramina Greenfield, will be talking about um, Ai Weiwei's work straight on the second floor. Okay, so before I begin the talk, I'd just like to thank everyone for being here, welcome you to the Hirshhorn. Um, like Janina said, I work here as an interpretive guide. And so um, interpretive guides work for the duration of the special exhibit and we're trained specifically for this exhibit. And we're really here as a resource for the public to answer any questions um, and help encourage uh, discussion and dialogue about the art. So today I'm gonna to be talking about this work in front of you called, entitled Straight. But before I begin, I would just like to give a little contextual information since I know members of the audience have different degrees of familiarity with the artist and his work. Um, Ai Weiwei is a contemporary Chinese artist who works in a variety of different media. He works with photography, film, documentary, sculpture, installation, you name it, he's probably tried it one time. Um, and so consequently he goes by many different names, obviously artist, also architect, designer, provocateur, um, dissident, and human rights activist. Uh, so he first gained international attention due to his work on the 2008 uh, Beijing Olympic Stadium in collaboration with Herzog de Miran, a Swiss architecture firm. But recently he's gained a lot more attention from the media due to his social and political commentary, his resulting conflicts with the Chinese government, and his ongoing project called the Citizens' Investigation. What the Citizens' Investigation is, is a, a project led by Ai Weiwei, but involving many people, and it's an effort to gather information about a number of schoolhouses that collapsed during an earthquake in Sichuan province in 2008, um, specifically focused on collecting the names of the victims that that died, or the people that died when the schoolhouses fell. It is sort of widely accepted that the reason they fell was because they had been improperly built um, due to negligence and corruption on, the, on behalf of the government. Despite that fact being more or less common knowledge, as far as I know to this date, no one has been held accountable for the lives that were unnecessarily lost. And so Ai Weiwei, in, in addition to his investigative work, has um, made several artworks in response to the earthquake. Straight is only one of them. We also have three others in the ambulatory right when you come up the escalators. All right, so without further ado, um, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Straight. Just from the surface value, when you look at it, you can make connections to minimalist art um, because this, this work is all about the essence of the materials. It's relatively simple in form and it's just using a single element and repeating it over and over again to create something that has a very powerful and palpable physical presence. So you can compare it to some works by artists such as Richard Serra, Donald Judd, or Carl Andre. However, this work, it's important to remember that the, the history of its materials, the process in its, of its creation, and the underlying concepts drastically distinguish it from works that are similar in form. 
Um, so these pieces, what you see are sections of steel rebar that were collected from the, the schoolhouses, from the rubble, and they were sold as scrap metal. Ai Weiwei purchased these materials in their original mangled, twisted state, and he enlisted members of his studio to painstakingly straighten each one using a hammer. Um, and he has stated that it took, for each piece, took about 200 blows of the hammer to straighten them. And for the entire process, for this entire work, took about four years. So if you look at the date of it, it's from 2008 to 2012. So in addition to each individual piece being a potent symbol of the earthquake and having this unique history and meaning of how it came about, uh, the overall arrangement is also suggestive of an earthquake. When you look at it, you can see in the way that it's stacked, the peaks and valleys create an undulating movement that sort of gives you the sense of uh, instability you might experience during an earthquake. You can also see that the way the lines are arranged one after another gives you sort of also um, a trembling vibrational energy. Also, the lines are similar to the ones drawn by a seismograph during an earthquake. And here you see this channel running through the middle that has been compared to a fissure in the ground. Also, uh, a gulf between the values of the government and the people that are leading this investigation, or a chasm between their different agendas. Some people have related it to an open wound or a scar. And then finally, also as a path, sort of questioning us, asking us, where will we go from here? How will we respond to this tragic event? The work itself is also extremely heavy, um, not only metaphorically, but literally, it's very heavy. It weighs 38 tons. And so to be um, able to install it on the second floor gallery, we had to have an engineering firm come assess the structural integrity of our building and make sure that we would be able to support it. So when you're viewing it and you're thinking that it's 38 tons, you can think of it representing, representing 38 tons of loss, the, the lost lives, the lost imagination of these children, or the lost potential of what they could have done or who they could have been. Um, however, this work is not only a reflection on loss, it's also a call to action. Um, Iwe has stated that this is a protest against the absurdity of a society that can start afresh almost as nothing happened. So when we're looking at this and we see a fault line, we need to ask ourselves um, where does the fault lie and who will be held responsible. Um, this is one of the points that Ai Weiwei continuously tries to stress in his interviews, um, on his blog and artist statements, the, the need and his commitment to social responsibility. It's, it's important for each of us to sort of stand straight, and like the title of this work is straight, and not be spineless. But he reminds us that that process takes time. You can't recover, make up for a tragedy overnight. Um, it takes an immense effort. It takes meditation and paying of the proper respects. I relate that idea of gradual healing, gradual recovery to the process involved with this artwork. If you can imagine, like I said, that it was 200 hammer blows for each piece. 
that the, the, the sound, the force of each hit, the clanging of metal upon metal, I relate that to the pangs you might experience, uh, like a sudden pain in your chest of sadness when you're trying to get over a loss, or also the, um, the pangs of guilt you might feel when you neglect to act in the face of an injustice. And so another thing we can relate to this artwork is Ai Weiwei's concern for remembering individuals and honoring them. He's concerned that individuals will be lost amongst the masses. So in a work in the adjacent gallery called Bowls of Pearls, there are hundreds of pearls that are put together and that act of amassing them seems to detract from their value. Because if you have one pearl, it seems very special and precious, but when you have hundreds all in the same place, they don't seem as unique anymore, and therefore they don't seem as valuable. So in that work, the amassing sort of takes away the power of the pearls. But I would like to point out that this work actually sort of has the opposite effect, because here, if you saw a single piece of rebar lying around, you might just think it was uh, junk or wonder why it was there. And here, when we see all this together, um, we don't see a rusty pile of junk. We, start, we can take the time to look at um, more of the subtleties, the pattern, the texture, the striking colors, and the gradations that are created by the, the rust process of the metal. And so here, when these items are brought together, it actually enhances their, their um, individual qualities. And so that's the silver, sort of the silver lining in this work, although it is very heavy, it's sad, it can be, it's serious. Um, it's really more to me about coming together and having strength in numbers. Um, together these pieces, they've sort of been able to heal, they have a new power, and the, the parts of them, the qualities that we might have previously seen as damage or scars, now appear very, like, quite beautiful. So on that note, I'll conclude the talk, and I'd like to open the floor to any questions from the audience. How many pieces of rebar are we looking at? And um, I'm wondering if the artist himself laid them and arranged them, and if not, uh, what guided the installer? That's a very relevant question. A lot of people are interested in the installation of this piece. As far as how many pieces there are, um, I personally don't know. I don't know if anyone knows that answer, but like I said, it's 38 tons worth. And the artist didn't personally install this. He actually is unable to leave China because the government is withholding his passport at the moment. But he did send two people from his studio to oversee its installation. The entire installation took about eight days with more or less seven people working on it, different days, um, under the supervision of those two people that came from his studio. And then throughout the entire process for this entire exhibit, not just this piece, we correspond with Ai Weiwei, even though he can't be here, through email, through pictures, and so that way he can give his seal of approval more or less at the end. I have a question about, you alluded to the fact you alluded to the fact that um, his work has caused a lot of political controversy, and so I was wondering how does this specific work, um, how is it received? And then since it's become internationalized, has there been a better response to the victims, or has it not affected that? So first I'd just like to note that 
I don't really think it's um, his work actually that causes the controversy. It's more the other things he does, so the statements he makes, the challenges and the questions he, he addresses to the government. Also the fact that he actively gets other people involved. Even his studio has tons of people working for him and he's constantly reaching out. He uses the internet to get the most, to get his voice out there the loudest. So I think that really the issue is more of his other actions besides his artwork. Um, and then, I'm sorry, what was the other part of your question? Just whether since this um, has been traveling around the world, whether there's been a better response to the victims and the investigation or anything? I'm, I'm not exactly sure, actually. I, I know that they did publish the number of people that died, but Ai Weiwei estimates that it's much, it's much higher than they have said. And then besides that, as far as a more specific investigation, trying to get the names, I don't believe that there has been any action. There has been a lot more support from, you know, other, other places when people see this, you know, here in the U.S. More people are interested, they're, they're concerned because this message is getting out there. Is the installation different from venue to venue? Because I've, I've seen it in the movie and it's not quite like it is displayed here. So do they oversee that or do they just take their own license with it? Um, the installation is different everywhere um, it goes. Like I said, for this building there were concern, structural concerns and the engineering firm that came set limitations on how high these stacks could be. Uh, so actually the artists Ai Weiwei envisioned it to be more compact and was somewhat disappointed that we were not unable to do that because our floor simply couldn't support it. Uh, I know he wanted to be yeah, more compact and higher. So I think it just depends on the area where it's displayed and the, the building just because it is so heavy and so large. Uh, there are also some additional pieces that we couldn't add to this because they were 22 feet long, I think, and there was just no way we could even get them up here. They'd have to carry them all up the escalators because our freight elevator wasn't big enough for them. Um, so it just all depends on the, the venue. And then, like I said, they'll correspond with Ai Weiwei, and I think he has like a general guideline of how he wants it to look, but for some works, he actually specifies that it's a little different every time to make it more interesting, dynamic, and adaptable. I noticed that there were backpacks that produced the dragon that's outside. And I know that IYY IY has used backpacks in the past for installations, the one in Frankfurt. Do you know if these backpacks came from the States or from China? And are there other installations that he's planning for the United States that might also use children's backpacks as a, as a remembrance of the children that died? I believe that those backpacks came from China and they were designed by him. They, aren't, they weren't salvaged from the earthquake. Uh, they're more just a symbol of what he saw there. There have been a lot of other works involving backpacks. I know one, he used them to write the words uh, in Chinese. It was, um, she lived happily for seven years, which was a quote from one of the mothers speaking about her daughter. And then, I don't know if he's planning to make an, an installation with him anywhere else here. This show will be traveling throughout the U.S. and it's going to Miami and New York and then one other country, or sorry, one other city, um, which I can't remember at the moment. My question is, why is the installation not bilingual? Because Chinese language has many subtleties 
and there are a considerable number of people who will come here to see the exhibit who can read Chinese. You're asking why the, the, the text on the walls isn't in both languages? I, I can't really answer that. That was the decision of the curator's part. Um, I know that at least for the names outside in the ambulatory, those are all written in Chinese. But I'm not sure that could be a good idea. But it is somewhat bilingual because we do have, like I said, the wall of names that is written in Chinese. Okay. Packing, uh, logistics. Um, you don't know how many bars, but how many crates or whatever they put in uh, are involved. Um, yeah, that, that's a little too specific for me. I don't work with installation, so I just know the, the sort of the process and the general amount, but as far as how many crates and getting into those numbers, I just don't know. Uh, all right, so I'd like to thank everyone for coming uh, once again, and thank you all for being very attentive and patient and like an enthusiastic audience. Um, like Janina said, we have gallery talks every Friday at 12.30, um, sometimes given by interpretive guides, uh, more often given by curators and artists.